What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the In Situ Health and Fitness Podcast. In today's episode, Jack and I will be discussing the five mistakes people often make when starting to eat healthily. As a nutrition coach and a PT, we have seen firsthand how these mistakes can hinder people's progress and make it so much harder to sustain healthy eating habits. Whether you're trying to make a lifestyle change or just looking to improve your diet, this episode is for you. We are going to tell you what not to do in relation to improving your diet. I feel like this time of year, there is so much information on social media and the web that tells you this is what you should do. So instead, we're going to tell you all of the things or more so the mistakes that we encourage you to avoid so that you can actually stick to a healthy diet. Yeah, I I really like this one because Yes, workouts are important, and if you missed last Tuesday's show, we went over all the mistakes people make when starting to work out, but compared to this, workouts are easy. It, I think it's quite easy to turn up, do a workout, then go home. It's all this other stuff, nutrition, is where people really get unstuck, and I see it all the time. People put all, in all this hard work, they turn up to all their sessions, improving the gym, improving their workouts, but they don't really improve the way they eat and it does affect their how they achieve their goals but the it affects their results and i find that people waver a lot more because they will try to eat healthy but then lose it and then all that sort of stuff but anyway i'll stop talking let's get into the first point and this is a good one and while we're starting with it not planning ahead so people do not plan ahead when it comes to their nutrition or eating habits 100 every i think every aspect in life because what happens is people decide i'm going to start eating healthy so that i can lose weight and that's usually as far as people go they don't plan like okay what does that mean my lunches are going to look like what do i have to buy from the supermarket to make sure that i can have a good breakfast every day how do we need to change dinner how can i plan the grocery shopping so that i only buy healthy foods and don't buy junk like there are so many parts of planning. Like if we're not even going to just speak about meal planning, just planning your life all comes back to how you eat. Because like Jack said at the start about training is the easy part. Like it's only one hour of your day. Like you eat minimum, I hope, three times a day, <laughs> three meals. So that's at least three decisions that you have to make about the food you're eating, if not 10 upwards like snacks and drinks and everything else that goes in between so i always see people just decide they're going to eat healthy and never actually decide how that's going to happen mm. yeah and like you can turn up to a workout <clears throat> the coach pt whoever is going to tell you exactly what to do you're there for the hour you're with them so it's easy to get the workout done but when you're working with clients and you can give them a perfect meal plan, perfect shopping list, everything else, but they actually have to go and physically do it and plan ahead and think about the meals they're going to be having. Unless you're wealthy or a movie star, all that sort of stuff, and have every single meal prepped for you, um, us mortals don't have that. So it does take a lot of willpower and effort into planning ahead. So how can people start planning ahead like busy times like this or just general day-to-day -day stuff 
Okay. What is up, everybody? Just jumping in real quick to see if you're enjoying today's episode. I'm sure you are, and I'm sure you're getting a lot of good, useful information out of today's episode. So Mac and I would really appreciate it if you pass this episode on to a friend, family member, anybody who you think would get something out of this episode as well. It would seriously take about 10 seconds to copy and paste this show link and send it over to them. You're going to improve their life and you are going to help us out a lot. Podcasts generally grow from word of mouth. So by sharing this episode just with one person, it will help us reach a bigger audience. And that means we can help more people with their health and fitness journey as well. So thank you in advance and let's get back to the show. General day-to-day stuff. Okay, let's, I'll start with, like, say you're going back to work next Monday. I would recommend this week starting to firstly plan a time when you can sit down with yourself, your family or your significant other and decide who's going to do the shopping, when you're going to do the shopping, what you need to get at the shops, what the meals are going to be. And also, if you want to take it to the next level, It's good to note when and where you eat your meals because if you are going to be like, say, say you're faced or you go out for dinner on Friday nights, add that to the plan. Like don't just like Sunday night, Monday motivation is high and you think, yeah, cool. We can cook every meal this week, but add in like if you normally get takeaway, add in a day where you get takeaway in the beginning because going from eating takeaway four days to zero days is also a mistake so you should add it into the plan and then obviously yeah you plan your shopping list and then you can plan your meals but we don't plan our meals either like you can plan without having to go what what's a word like over the top Mm. you can just make simple plans about the food you're going to buy from the supermarket like having a plan when you go to the supermarket exactly what you of exactly what you need is a lot easier than just going and saying okay i'm going to buy healthy foods because you are already in the habit of going to the supermarket and just going to the same place, going and getting the same ice cream, the same chips, the same bread, whatever it is. So it's really important to have a plan. Okay, I'm going to go to get vegetables first, then I'm going to get fruit, then I'm going to get frozen vegetables. Just everything that's in your control, try your best to plan it. You don't have to necessarily write it down, but just have some sort of idea ahead of time. And then I would say if you're on holidays still or life isn't going back to normal for a little while, just plan like what is in your control. So if you are going out for dinner every night or you're having like, I don't know, a barbecue or something every night and you know it's a high calorie meal, then you can still plan for the day ahead by having a lesser calorie breakfast or making sure you have a healthy breakfast or skipping a meal. Like there's a lot that you can do that doesn't necessarily have to be making a meal plan. Mm. Um, and this is uh, this is hard, like I said at the start. And we are we can do it easily now, and we can shop easily now, and we can plan ahead easily now because we've put in the hard work. Like we've figured out what doesn't work, what meals work it when. Like we've dialed on our shopping list, so when we go to the shop, we know exactly what to do. But this has taken a long time, and we fail all the time. Like how many weekends do we, you know, it doesn't happen that often these days, but occasionally we'll, we will have a bad weekend, eat really bad Sunday, and then Monday, it's like, oh, I'm not eating anything, I've got to fast for three days, and it's like, well, hold on. Like, we know what works, 
Like a lot of people get in that mindset of just day to day mm. and not thinking about ahead, working out, you know, what they're going to be eating ahead. So, you know, you get you are going to fall off the wagon, as the saying goes, but it's okay. Just plan ahead. You can eat normally over the next couple of days, and if you know you're going to have a big weekend, like you said, restrict your calories calories intake. We're going to get into that in a little bit anyway, but um, yeah, just think about planning ahead, like. I find with a lot of my clients, as soon as times get busy, their self-care goes out the door. So leading up to Christmas is the worst time of the year for as a coach because mm-hmm. everybody is busy, everybody's working, there's a lot more stress in the air, but a lot of people don't put themselves first. You've got to look after yourself first. So when those busy times are coming, you've got to plan out your meals a little bit harder. It's the same for me. When I know I've got a big day of coaching and I haven't got a lot of time to cook meals, I don't just wait for the morning and go, oh, shit, what have I got? I'll go out and get takeaway. I'll, I will plan it the day before because I know eating better, having enough food is going to be better for my mental state. I'm going to be able to perform better as a coach so people get more out of it. So, and that goes the same for you listening. You, whether you're mother, father, work, whatever you're doing, you need to look after yourself. You've got to energize yourself enough so you can get through the day and help people out during the day and do what you got to do. And you need to do that by eating enough food. So plan ahead, think about it as early out as you can and go from there. Goes into the next point, I reckon, of consistency. So one of the biggest things is not being consistent. And that goes in thinking ahead, planning ahead, and consistency comes into that. Yeah, I if you like planning especially in the beginning is like what holds your consistency up like without planning it's nearly impossible to say to stay consistent unless you have like that OCD style personality like I do Um, but you can there's so much that you can do to put things habits like things in your environment in place to allow you to be consistent because just saying I'm going to consistently eat healthy for the next six months does not at all mean that you're going to eat consistently healthy. And I think what breaks a lot of people's consistency is when they have that mentality, like, okay, starting January 1st or sometime February 1st, I think I'm going to be perfect and I'm going to eat perfectly. And then when you have a bad meal and in your mind you've ruined the consistency a lot of people either just keep going. Like you say you have, I don't know, a bad lunch and they're like, oh, stuff it. I've ruined the day. I'm going to drink a lot and I'm going to have also a bad dinner. And then, you know what? I might as well just start again on Monday (laughs) because it feels more satisfying that way. Whereas if you, like consistency is being on track 80% of the time and off track 20% of the time. It's far better to to be putting in 80% than just being like, okay, I made one mistake, I'll put in 0% effort. Yeah, I'd even say like 20% consistency. Like a little bit of consistency is better than no consistency. Yeah, that's true. So no matter where you're at, like if you've been eating healthy for a long time or you're just starting out, there's always something you can improve. But just do that little bit. Work on that 20% until it's consistent and then move on to the next 20%. Yeah, um, something that I always, or I feel like something that I definitely rely on heavily is something that I learned f- 
from James Clear, the book Atomic Habits, is to not break the chain. Is that what he calls it? The chain? The link? Mm. Anyway, so when when I say don't break the chain, like, one, try not to miss a day of at least having, say, a healthy meal or doing something, like one thing, in vote for the person you're trying to become. doesn't have to be massive. And then if you do break the chain, then try not to do it for two days. Like, two days, once you stop doing something for two days, it's a lot easier for you to just quit. Whereas if you miss one day or you miss one meal and you jump straight back on, then you haven't really lost anything, anything at all. It's just like one small little link missing from the chain, I guess. Mm. And you can look at that as daily, weekly, like even if it's just drinking water, like drinking water comes into nutrition as well. So you might have one day, like you're really good all day, one like all week all, and then one day you only get one liter instead of two and that's okay um, or you might go half a day without drinking any water and go oh shit i haven't drank any water it's okay to start drinking more water in the afternoon yeah like, don't just give up yeah or if you plan like max said you plan ahead and you've got your breakfast sorted and then something happens the kids you know are sick or whatever and you can't have that healthy breakfast that you planned doesn't mean you can't have a healthy lunch like don't like if it if you missed it you missed it or if you ate something you shouldn't have you just forget about it and keep moving on and just it, like it happened don't beat yourself up and move on yeah before we move on to the next point i think a practical tool to help with consistency is we used to get all of our clients to uh start a habit tracker to mm. collectively at the start of the month so we would all have like the same habits, like just like two liters of water, what was it, exercise or walk for 20 minutes a day, four of the same habits so that we could hold each other accountable. Mm. And if you can find even one other person or just get a habit tracker for yourself or leave some sort of mark like a tick or a cross each day on the calendar or in a journal, it is much more motivating and it's like something external is holding you accountable. Like this piece of paper, if you miss a day, you can visually see, oh, I missed a day. So you don't want to miss like a bunch of days because then your calendar is going to look like holy and it just... Yeah, it's a whole, like it's old school and a lot of people dismiss it because it's just easy, but just crossing the day off as you go. Yeah. Like I drank enough water today, cross it off. It's like next day. Like it's you, simple but still very effective. You know how when you're in primary school and the good kids get a sticker? Mm. It's something so simple, so small, but it's the same concept as like you are giving yourself a little sticker like you did it. That's pretty much what you're telling you. Like every day you are like affirming to yourself that you can do it. You yep. can be consistent. You can drink enough water. You can eat vegetables for dinner. Yeah. It's just, it's, yeah, it's a very good tool to use. And it gives you that visual cue of that you actually have done it where if you're just doing it, you don't really, you can't really remember every single day where you've drank enough water. Yeah. Where if you've got that visual cue that, oh, I did it seven days in a row. Yeah. You, you, you're more confident in doing it. And then the more days you do it, the, the less likely you are to stop it altogether because you're like, well, I've put 30 days worth of effort in, I might as well keep going. All right, number three, those long-time listeners will know that this is my biggest struggle, not paying attention to portion sizes. (laughs) Yeah, this is a good one. Um, I I think 
Oh, I don't even know where to start. I think it's common for people in the new year to start a diet, but not necessarily pay attention to portion sizes or calories. Mm. So it's often people will just decide that I'm going to be keto or I'm going to be low carb or I'm, I don't know, insert fad diet here. But people often do that, but they don't actually learn anything about the foods they're eating through doing that. They don't learn about portion sizes and how much fat you should aim to have in a meal versus how much protein you should aim to have in a meal. And the only way you can learn to do that is either through counting your calories. So like counting your calories allows you to learn the value of food and macros, but also you don't have to do that forever. Like if you count your calories for a little while, then it's much, much easier for you to just naturally use portion control. Mm. You know that, right? Yeah. Um, I see this all the time when we get a new client and they get all excited, they're making healthy meals. Oh, I'm going to use, quote, like I'm using quotations with my hands. You can't see it, but I am. <laughs> so they cook and then they post it on social media and then it's like a healthy breakfast and it's got avocados, eggs, bacon, like all like yes individually healthy but it's very high in fat yeah again fat's not bad or anything like that but in that one meal there's so much fat it could be the calorie for their whole day it's a healthy meal but it's quite high in calories and this is what where a lot of people get unstuck the portion of fat in that meal is so high it's blows their calories out yes it's healthy but the calorie intake is super high so yes counting your calories just just try it for one day i know a lot of people have a big stigma about counting calories or bad experiences all that sort of stuff do it in the sense of you're just trying to figure out how much food or how much portions you should be having yeah. in each meal do it for one meal and just see one meal a day just check it out you don't have to go into too much depth just learn how much calories is in the portions that you're eating yeah. And then I just dive straight into like portion control in relation to macros. But I guess we could also touch on portion control in relation to the size of a meal mm. as well, which is what you were referring to that you struggle with. Not yeah. necessarily the balance of macros, like we're very good at the balance, mm. but the portion control of a plate. So I think a lot of the time, like the breakfast example, when people think they're eating healthily, but the portion is all wrong. So like, yeah, you might be eating a healthy, I don't know, Caesar salad, which is the not the best salad, but it's a salad and you eat a lot of it because it's a salad. So you, but the calories are still high in it. Mm. Whereas I just feel like there is, there is a big disconnect between like the portions and the calorie content of that portion. So I think, does that make sense? Yeah. So I think one trick, trick, yeah, I guess we'll call it a trick that you could use is just start serving yourself food in a bowl or on a smaller plate. When I cook dinner, I always serve us in a bowl. Have you noticed that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> because then you have to go back for seconds. Jack has to go back for seconds and it sort of gives you time to wait in between like am i actually still hungry do i actually want to go back for seconds whereas if you do it on a plate it's so so easy to just like yeah it's healthy food but it's so easy to just pile the food on and you don't have to go back for seconds because everything you cooked can fit on the two plates or 
however many plates you're serving up. Mm. Yeah. So do you have any tips? Because I mean, I'm, I'm portion control is yeah. okay for me. It, I, it, 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 size of meals and all that sort of stuff is one thing I struggle with. And just paying attention to how much food you're putting on your plate, like you said, is one good tip. Because a lot of people just load it up. Yeah. Just load it up. That's my meal. And just sort of have a think about it. And, it, it, and look, I can do that a little bit more because I have counted calories and I know how many calories are in my plate. That's only because, I've again, I've put in the work, counted them for a long time here and there, still do every now and then. Um, and then one thing I do, eat, eat very fast. So it's one thing I struggle with. Mac always gets angry at me, but I eat really, <laughs> I eat, I eat really fast, so then I'm back for seconds. So just slowing down a little bit, I think I'm getting a little bit better with it. Just little bit. pace off me. Um, just eating a little bit slower. And it just, by eating slower, it gives your body time to digest. And once your body starts digesting, it gives you the signal that you're full. Mm. So you might not actually need that huge portion that you put on your plate. You just need half. You've just got to give your time, body time to actually digest it. Yeah. Moral of the story, just pay attention to mm. what you're doing when you're eating. Um, you sort of, number four, you mentioned this at the start of the last one, but cutting out entire food groups. So a lot of people will start diets and go, I'm going keto and never eat carbs. Or, you know, vice versa, you know, people go vegan and they don't eat protein. It's, yeah. Yeah, I really, really hate this one because, well, like this one, it's a good point. Yeah. Um, but I hate when I see people do that because... A lot of the time, they are cutting out foods that they genuinely really, really enjoy, but they're cutting them out because some random person on social media told them that they cut out this food and that's how they got abs. Mm. So it's not even for... The only reason you should ever cut out a whole food group is if you are intolerant or allergic to that food yeah, group. Medical reasons. Medical reasons only. Because... You get like there's benef different benefits from different foods for a reason. We have like the whole food pyramid. I know it's not a great example, but it's a food pit. Like everything is on there for a reason. Like carbs aren't bad. Fat isn't bad. We need both of those for energy, for fuel. Um, healthy hormone balance. Health, you need yeah. energy. Yeah. You need it to function as a human. As a, Yeah. So and then in like it might a lot of people at the start often when they cut out carbs, they aren't holding as much water, so they might lose weight initially and think that carbs are what was making them fat when actually you cut out carbs and you're probably just cutting out a lot of the processed food that you're eating. Mm. So it's just halved your calories. It's not necessarily carbs because like vegetables are carbs, potatoes are carbs, rice, rice isn't bad, rice is carbs. Yeah. And it's just that it happens to be that all of the processed food you eat is also also falls in the carbs category. Yeah, and this go like a lot of people go, oh, I can't eat pasta, or I can't eat bread, because it bloats me. It's probably it's not necessarily that. It could be the amount you're eating as well. Yeah, like, it goes into the last point of portion control, like cutting out a whole, cutting out bread or some cutting out carbs altogether isn't necessarily what's going to get your results. Maybe just still eat it but just don't need as much. Yeah. Focus on that portion control. I think that's where a lot of people get unstuck. And it does come down to that whole point of counting and calories and understanding. What's in food? Because a whole loaf of bread is going to bloat 
I don't care who you are, it's going to bloat you. Like Even any refined carbs, like even if you do eat pasta and it, like bloating is normal. You know, mm. there's, especially when you eat meals, like proper sized meals, there's a lot happening. And if you drank a lot of water or you drink a lot of water after and then you're bloated, I don't know why people expect themselves to be able to eat a bowl of pasta and drink a glass of wine and not be bloated mm. because you're asking your body to do a lot and it just needs like it's got to hold on to everything while it processes it it can't process process everything immediately so like a little bit of bloating is completely normal yeah i can't remember who i was i think it was with a client that i was having this conversation about the other day like or it could have been a, just catching up somewhere at christmas but it's like i'll wake up in the morning I'm dehydrated. I haven't eaten anything for 10 hours. I have abs in the morning. But by the time, like, afternoon, evening, I do not have abs anymore, not even close, because I've drank three liters of water, I've eaten enough food, I've had enough salt, so I am bloated and I'm carrying a lot more water. So it's, like, uh, unfortunately, people see all these, you know, influencers and models and that sort of stuff on social media with all these sexy bodies and think they just walk around all day looking like that. Mm. That is probably one hour of one day of the whole year that they look like that. Yeah. The rest of the time, they're not walking around like that. I can guarantee you that. Um, I don't know how I got on that topic, but... Uh, <laughs> what, was the, what was the point again? Cutting out entire food groups. Yeah. Um, so that's what I mean. Like a lot of people will, you know, they'll look good in the morning and then eat a carb-heavy breakfast, which isn't bad. But then they go, oh, shit, where'd my abs go? Mm. Carbs are bad. I can't eat carbs anymore because they make me fat. It's like, well, no, they're not making you fat. They're just doing what they're meant to. Like, yeah. they hold, like you'll hold more water when you eat more carbs. They fill up your belly. Like, Yeah, exactly. That's what food does. <laughs> it's just part of living. So, yeah, do not cut out entire food groups just because... Like, Someone just, else told you to. Go back to point three, portion control on those food groups. Yeah. Before you move on, I think... Another big problem that I see when people cut out entire food groups is the rebound effect. Mm. So like you cut it out, like you cut out fats and then your body will crave fats because there's an imbalance. Like you need fats to function like a healthy human. And then you will just go on like a fat binge mm. or like you'll just be drawn to fat foods that are high in fats. And there's only so long that you can like hold out on having a whole macronutrient or a whole food group like eventually you will give in and a lot of the time what i see like it's fine if you cut out fats and then you start eating fats again that's better it's mm. <laughs> great but it's not often like if you cut out fats it's not like you're going to be like oh damn i could really go for some walnuts or i could just eat a half an avocado right now you're going to go for like trans fats like I don't even know fried foods and ice cream and stuff like that because that's what you were eating before yeah and that goes like while we're on that topic and it sort of flows into the next point which we'll get into in a second but it goes like when people cut their calories too low mm. it's exactly the same process they'll cut their calories too low and then all of a sudden their body is starving and it's just like give me calories and then they go for the chocolates the pizzas the burgers the milkshakes have this huge weekend and then Monday, oh, I've got to cut back my calories. And they're on 1,200 calories. Like, no one should be on 1,200 calories. It's too low for any human being. Unless you're a child. Even then, like, I don't think they should be on that low of calories. But, like, you've got to find that medium 
and it goes back through all our points of being consistent, planning ahead, all that sort of stuff, and be consistent over every single day instead of you know starving yourself and go, and your body will get the the calories in if you cut it too low. I don't care what you say, which comes into our next point of being realistic and the fifth and final point, and I think it's a good one. And it's pretty much what we've been talking about over all the last four points. Being realistic. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it sums everything up. Like, firstly, I think it's important to, like, reflect on... Did we talk about it in the last Tuesday episode? Like, why are you doing this? Mm. So just bring everything back to... What is your why? Like, what's the reason that you actually want to eat like this? And is that going to work for you? Like, is the reason that you've chosen going to fit into your family, into your busy schedule, into your work schedule, into, like, your palate? A lot of the time people pick diets that don't, they don't actually like the foods or the style of foods that, like, in the diet. Not everyone wants to eat kale smoothies or whatever for breakfast. So you have to really, really... Um, what's the word, like curate it to your personality, your preferences and just make sure that it's actually going to work because there's absolutely no point in you starting a diet or a new habit that you're going to hate because you're not going to stick with it. It's not realistic. Yeah, and and that I guess we should have talked about this last week. Like Last week we talked about goal setting and setting the right goals and your why and making steps to achieve it. And one of the main things we t- touched on, like you said, was embodying the person that you want to be. Now you've got to be realistic with that. You can't go, well, I want to look like Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. <laughs> so, like you do not have the resources that Chris Hemsworth has. Like yeah. every single meal is cooked for him. He doesn't have to work. He's got no stress. His workouts are planned. Like, to a T, like, everything is done for him to look like that. No one in your life is doing everything they possibly can so you can achieve that look. It's not realistic. No. It, literally, it is not realistic for anybody to look like that. It's, he can only achieve that through all the other things I just mentioned. So um, when you are setting goals and, yes, you want to lose that 10 kilos, but be realistic. Is like, Yes, you want to embody the person that fit, healthy person is going to be 10 kilos lighter, but be realistic with yourself as well. Is that actually achievable within my lifestyle? Mm. Yes, you're going to have to work hard on all these things we just talked about today, but like, if you're, you're running a business, you've got three kids, you're doing all this other stuff, is that, realist, is that goal realistic within that? If it's not, that's not a bad thing. You can make it half that goal. Yeah. Just think about it and be realistic. I think... In relation to planning also, I probably should have touched on being realistic when you're planning your meals. Like, if you are very time poor, maybe physically going to the supermarket and physically cooking 14 of your meals a week isn't realistic for you right now. So you can do things like click and and collect or um, like the delivery, how the supermarket delivers your groceries or... Some sort of... Just trying to choose the healthiest takeaway. Yeah, like, even, yeah, just improving... Don't just go, oh, well, I'm getting takeaway, I'll go for the worst one. Oh, I'd need takeaway, like something's happened. Go for the healthy one. Yeah. So it doesn't, you don't, yeah, you don't have to, like, when we say plan ahead, I don't mean that everything has to be 
planned this way. Mm. I don't mean you have to plan to cook and you have to plan to go to the supermarket. There are endless options of how you can make all the things that we've just spoken about fit into your lifestyle. Mm. Um, and that, uh, I'm going to use a Star Wars reference on this last oh, little geez. bit to go with being realistic. Um, I'm going to butcher it. Like a Sith Lord is 100% like it's this way or no way. Like I forget what Obi-Wan Kenobi said to Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> but they always deal in absolutes where you've got to be realistic and life happens. So nothing is absolute. Yeah. You've got stuff happens. If it happens, get over it, move on, do your best. Um, just because something didn't go your way or you ate something bad or you drank something bad doesn't mean you're a bad person, doesn't mean you're the worst and you're not going to achieve your goals. Just it happened, move on, learn from it and continue. Yeah. Done? That's it. That's all I got. Awesome. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Make sure you tune in next week. For five habits that every healthy person should have. So there's obviously a theme happening here, so you don't want to miss that one. If you missed last week's, go back and listen to that after you've listened to this one and then listen to next week as well. So make sure you follow, subscribe, whatever is on the app where you're listening to this podcast so you don't miss that one and you get notification when the next episode comes out. Awesome. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in and we'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye.